0: Welcome to What's The Matter, the pod and videocast where we talk about anything and everything with a psychology twist. The content isn't gonna be super heavy and technical, but as peak performance specialists, we want you to get the most out of life by getting the most out of yourselves. My dad and I are gonna be covering a whole host of real life topics and conversations. We really hope you enjoy it, but most importantly, let's have some fun. So welcome to the first episode of What's The Matter. So I'm M Drake and I'm joined by my fabulous co-host this morning, Mr. Dad, Gavin Drake.
1: Morning. Morning, em. morning that's an interesting introduction isn't it on a podcast
0: <laughs> well I thought it would perhaps engage listeners <laughs> <laughs> um so yes yeah, so obviously today we're going to do a little introduction into who we are and how we've both gotten into personal development and you know peak performance so obviously you're founder of Mindspan which is a personal development and peak performance training and coaching business yeah um Obviously, we'll, so we'll talk about that and then we're going to discuss the importance of thinking and and our thoughts, really. So mm. my first question to you, I know I know your story, but it'd be great for everyone that's listening or watching to find out how you got into the field of personal development and kind of where Mindspan was sort of born from.
1: Mm. Well, before I we talk about Mindspan, I'll briefly go back further in my life into the 70s and uh, 1975. Um, okay. I was 12 so, you know, a young, a child, um, just before I went out to high school. So I was going through, I was just about to enter teens, just about to go through that massive transition at that age into big school. Yeah. Um, and had, like many people do, um, a significant life event.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and I'm not sharing this because we're unique. You know, lots of people go through all sorts of stuff in life, but it is part of my story and had a part to play in. Yeah, it's the now, reason
0: why really. you... Yeah.
1: Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, cutting a long story, slightly shorter. My mother, who was 37 at the time, so I was 12, got a sister who was eight at the time. She's four years younger than me. Mum and dad were both 37. Um, But my mother went out on a bicycle. So my father had bought her a new secondhand bicycle. She went out on her own uh, initially just to get her cycling legs back because she hadn't been a bicycle for many years before a planned family bike ride in the after, you know, later that day. Anyway, she she went out late that morning and sadly and devastatingly, really, for, for us, uh, she never came back. She got half a mile down the road, um, had a brain hemorrhage completely out of the blue, collapsed. And the last I ever saw of my mother was as she sort of cycled off up the road. And I was standing in the little bay window of our small terraced house where we lived. And I just waved her off. And that image is obviously so vivid in my mind as she never, ever returned so that that was obviously incredibly sad devastating earth shattering all those phrases that we would obviously use um but how did that have a part to play in where i am now just increasingly you know after after that and as i grew through teenage years into early adulthood slightly more mature years yeah more more and more strongly was this burning desire in me to just get the best out of myself and, and lots of people say that but my my interest became more and more around how do people live fulfilling lives how do people handle life's challenges as well as they can in a constructive yeah. way how can i how can i when i get to 80 90 100 whenever my my time comes hopefully that's going to be later in life how can i maximize the potential for me to look back and say wow i, I did something with that yeah so i got this very early with that that event sowed the seeds in me of realizing how fragile life can be yeah don't take life for granted
0: i was about to say that's the biggest thing right
1: and in whatever way is appropriate for ourselves just make the most of it yeah and 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 obviously more of the time how can i have a smile on my face more of the time how can i be working towards creating and achieving the things i want in my life you know and put i guess to put thought into life rather than just do it because there's a lot of Particularly in the Western world, and which I live, we live. Um, there's lots of good fortune for us in the Western world, as well as you know certain challenges along the way. But I just think a lot of people are so busy in life they don't stop and think about life. If that makes sense, yeah, they don't think definitely. about what they're doing, where they want to go. And as you, you will testify, you're 27 seven this
0: year. Yeah, but I do tell people I'm 21, yeah. or you know, 27
1: this year. Uh, for me five minutes ago you know i was at the birth and you yeah think, well, you know, how's how how on earth has that 26 26 27 years gone so quickly you know yeah. in my head i still think i'm 25 but i'm 57 now so life doesn't wait for you it absolutely doesn't and it taught me loads of lessons at the age of 12.
0: yeah i think you well i know everybody knows in theory you just don't know what could happen tomorrow um but i think a lot of people think that's never going to happen to me or yeah a lot of people don't think that i, I think a lot of people think that they they're, they're that that's not going to happen to them or they're probably immune from some of those things but but not that we're saying everyone's going to experience devastation tomorrow but i just mm. i think it's it you happens. truly it's don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and um yeah you definitely obviously I know testify you 100% live by that right you just you don't take
1: anything it's a a concept you know lots of things are a concept people know that know it happens but it's a concept and it's not until that moves from a concept to actual experience does it sort of I guess shake you sometimes or, or you recalibrate a few things you know which is a lot of what we teach obviously
0: I obviously have not gone through anything like that um thankfully but I can't it, it it's hit me more since I've probably got older. Quite like what mm-hmm. that would have been like for you, not mm. because I've experienced it because I haven't, but I just I think I've you know I've just thought that's I've sort of probably hit me a bit more. Quite what you went through, and I know mm. obviously you to learn all these lessons, but yeah, it's it's a obviously that's going to tr- truly shape you. It mm. w- shape anybody, um, but I think you've obviously that devastation as, is very sad, but something very good has come out of it in terms of the actions you've taken in the business that's Mm. been created and sort of how you would you know you've started living your life
1: yeah I I guess all of those years ago I didn't obviously know at the tender age of 12 this stuff's going on in yeah of course it it, it, it just probably lit a little it lit the early flames within me of make something of your life and I don't mean that cliched hyperachiever sort of way I just mean what do you really want your life to look like at at different times Because we we change our mind and we, uh, and what we want out of life evolves, but what do I really want it to look like? And to almost invest in it. Don't just let let life pass you by, you know, think about it on the journey through it and decide what you want your life to look like. Don't just, don't let the world decide you decide. and, And invest the best of yourself in standing the best chance of making that happen. I guess part, you know, a massive part of that was why I ended up leaving employed status you know in terms of my career in in the 90s and deciding to follow my passion you know to to have my own business to 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 work in the field of training coaching and development but to major on and to to have underpinning all of the work that we learn and we do with people to have this thing called psychology or mindset or attitude at the heart of it all because when I started delving into that subject and also delving into how do we get the best out of ourselves so so frequently I kept getting drawn back to psychology or what's going on in your head or the importance of thinking um and then when I started to formalize that learning and education in the 90s so I moved from an interest and a hobby to to my profession yeah wow you 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 realize or I realize as I still know now the more you learn the more there is still to learn it's a a huge subject you know
0: I'm like that with loads of books you know even like um obviously some of the Richard Carlson's ones we've talked about Mm -hmm. I'm I'm halfway through and there's a mention of another book and then I'm like I've got to read that I need to read that I get so greedy with wanting to learn about it because you Mm. kind of it's a good thing but it's there is so much out there um always to learn but I think obviously we're going to come to this after you know we've talked a little bit more but it's it I guess for you it's learning and everyone Nick can learn this that we all have far more control over our lives and and our you know our our behaviors and what we what we get out of them than we think um yeah
1: yeah because
0: it's yeah we'll go we'll come into this later but I think mm. yeah it's just you learn that at an early age and I guess obviously it rubbed off on me because I'm here mm. <laughs> doing this that,
1: too. Uh, part of that um, you didn't use the word but this is what you're implying is but taking responsibility and again yeah. we're going to have future podcasts we'll be really delving into some of this subject matter yeah. in a way that hopefully engages people inspires people but helps them to easily understand some of the subject matter rather than us being as you you've probably already said sciencey and
0: yeah it's not going to be heavy is it it's not going to no. be people can listen to this and have never come across anything to do with psychology before we're not going to be i know the learnings are based on things like what you know what's going on in your head Just physically and with your neurons Mm. and stuff but we're not going into that we're sort of we're not going into that so so yes obviously that's your story with how how you got into this whole thing um I guess my story Mm. um sort of how I ended up here because obviously you you taught me a lot of this when I was younger but I wouldn't say I instantly thought I want to do that um
1: can we just say for the watchers and the listeners Em you you might have Learned a lot of this as you were growing up, but I never had a flip chart at the dinner table, did I?
0: No, you did. And we didn't do a part with the breakfast. I will say, I will say, one thing I remember quite clearly is when I was revising for my A levels, and I feel like you'd just pop up from behind the sofa with a, you know, a positive saying <laughs> <laughs> repetition's the mother of learning. Yes, that's that one of my favorites. To, so yeah. there was no flip chart, but <laughs> yeah. no, you, you taught me subconsciously. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, I think my story is obviously not quite like yours um but still my story is my journey nonetheless so I think when I was younger obviously I know you would you would teach me all of these things but I didn't I didn't instantly think oh that's what I want to do with my life um not in a disrespectful way I just it Mm. hadn't really occurred to me that that was what I wanted to do um I knew I wanted to do something that was helpful to people um like even when I was younger I'd think you know, do I want to be a nurse do I want to do I want to help people but I didn't know quite what I wanted to do um and then I mean that was probably when I was a bit younger and then when I went to obviously went first went to university to study I actually initially went to do philosophy didn't I yeah you did yeah um I really philosophy. enjoyed it at a level yeah I enjoyed it at a level because there was a lot of like ethical debates and I felt I'd leave my lessons quite empowered thinking there's all these things in the world and I've got I want to you know Talk about them and and help argue for them and um, I really enjoyed that and sadly my university experience was not like that um, when I first went only because I guess they're teaching you all around how to argue and have a debate mm. and there's some real good lessons in that um, but where well, I went and there's there a
1: couple of things you did in philosophy that always make me smile
0: yeah no that's what I was going to say where I wanted to go and have a huge you know discussion around changing the world um it wasn't like that we we'd discuss at great length for hours if the moon was made of cheese which you know after a while it's fun but then it's not and then um a two (laughs) thousand word essay on the word the and I think that was really what probably did it for me um so I I remember calling you and I said dad I just don't think I could do this for three years like Mm. these modules that I've looked that are coming up just aren't for me the philosophy of color and you know they're great for some people some people really want to learn about those things but for me I didn't feel challenged in the way I wanted to um so for, psychology was was another a level of mine and I really enjoyed it so I thought I'm gonna go and see if I can change courses which I did I was able to do but I had to come home for the rest of the year didn't I, I had to start mm. the following year fresh and in that year that I came home I shadowed you didn't mm. I I started doing new marketing. Um, but yeah, so I, I shadowed you basically. And obviously I knew what you did. I'd hear all about what you did. But I think physically watching you stand up and deliver just made me think, oh, wow, you, you, you know, I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but obviously you, you do really impact a lot of people and in a positive way. And I just thought that is so fulfilling. Like, I'd love to do that. But I still didn't want to do it as soon as I left university. I didn't have enough life experience to go sit down in front of, you know, like the police force or whoever and say, take life advice from me because Mm. (laughs) they've obviously got a lot more than I have. So, um, yeah, my interest in psychology had been the power of influence, whether that is mindset or whether that is, um, well, consumer psychology also feeds into that. So. I went and worked in a media agency for four years after uni, did lots of marketing, I learned so much stuff. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. But I had a moment where I just realized I still wasn't going to be changing the world in the way that I wanted to. And I'd say it was about a year ago now, probably just a bit more when we were away in New York, weren't we? Mm -hmm. And I just said to you, Dad, I want to now's the time I feel like I want to do MindSpan and Mm. we had lots of discussions about it and I left my job of full-time employment last September so we're June now so it's been yeah it's quite a while actually isn't it yeah Um, yeah, so and I have been training in MindSpan and also had my own little mini marketing business to pay my bills in the meantime but MindSpan is just where I've wanted to Mm. you know I've wanted to move into this and yeah like much like you I think learning the importance of our thoughts and and how obviously we can change our lives but get people can learn from this and and really grow themselves and that's just I don't know I don't think there's anything really more rewarding I've I know I'm new to this but I love when I do one-to-ones and I come off and I think gosh they've got so much out of this or Mm. um yeah so it's it's I think it's a that's my story basically yeah 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 (laughs) um so, yeah, if you were obviously we're talking about how we got here and then the importance of thinking. So there is a very, very key, I guess, diagram or slash piece of piece of knowledge slash theory that um, you'll probably explain slightly more succinctly succinct, succinctly than I will. A.K.A. that's a prime example. I can't <laughs> say the word.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, so just around the importance of our thoughts. So mm. I guess. Yeah. Are you happy to explain?
1: Yeah, absolutely. This when I when I moved from psychology and mindset and attitude being an interest into, I guess, my profession, um, I decided to formalize my learning, and which I still do, you know, I don't think I'll ever stop learning. And some of that's book reading, some of that's obviously listening to podcasts these days, some of that's formal learning and qualifications. Um, we live in a world now where there's so much information available which is fabulous I know. I need to wade through that because some of it's useful information and some of it's also, less but...
0: some of it's really confusing right I think yeah. knowing where to start obviously you've given me guidance on brilliant books to start with when I yeah. want to get into it but like if you were to google mindset some of it is so fluffy isn't it yeah, some but, of it's so it fluffy is. and some or a bit scary like yeah. that's too sciency. um yeah, sorry I'll let you explain but yeah I just think there is so much information out there yeah it? there
1: is which is fabulous but actually the the, the one of the issues that comes that there is so much how do we which bits should we be paying attention to and, yeah. and well too so I guess you know that's part of my own desire is you know I, I've been working in this field for 22 years now and it doesn't mean I'm an expert but it does mean I know a lot and yeah. Um, there's still so much to learn you know I, I don't it's a it's a moving subject we're discovering more and more about the brain all the time yeah. so new, new new theories are, uh, are coming out of research and new understanding I just think it's a fascinating area but in my early studies a long time ago this what I'm just going to describe probably had a massive impact or no,
0: yeah.
1: probably it did have a massive impact on me and it became I guess what underpins everything that we teach and the discussions we'll be having, and we'll talk about this on future podcasts and videocasts. But I came across this basic information from the general field of psychology in CBT and sports psychology and other areas as well, too, that if we think for any for any of us, wherever we are and whatever we're doing on any average day of our lives, it's what's going on in our head that is just crucial, absolutely mm-hmm. crucial. Because if we just, if we, if we talk about what's going on in our head, and use the word thoughts just to represent that so we have the capacity for conscious thought obviously and that's fairly small your conscious the conscious activity versus your right, subconscious you mean yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. the height sitting around that's that huge. or behind that is this massive subconscious yeah well too and that's going on in the background all the time pretty much running the show we'll talk about this again on future yeah. podcasts you know almost the the subconscious is being trained mm-hmm. by the conscious and other things but anyway If we think about the conscious activity and the subconscious activity, if I just wrap that up with one word just to keep it simple at the minute and I use the word thoughts. So every second of every day, 24 hours a day, there's stuff happening in your head, conscious and subconscious thoughts. The nature of those thoughts at any one moment in time, whether they're constructive, destructive, whether you use the words positive or negative or helpful or unhelpful, the nature of those thoughts, subconscious and subconscious creates the way we feel. So Mm -hmm. it creates some sort of emotional cocktail in response to those thoughts conscious and subconscious and that cocktail of emotions or feelings then drives what we do so it drives our reactions our responses Mm -hmm. behaviors our decisions our choices so so far this little sequence that's going on all the time in the background without us fully realizing realizing is our thoughts in any situation create how we feel our emotions those drive what we do our reactions responses and behaviors And in a world we don't have full control of, because, again, people will have their own views on this. But we believe if you think about the world outside of us at any day, that's things, it's people, it's situations, it's circumstances. We believe there's very little of that, if any of it, actually, that you and I have absolute full control over.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. Take this pandemic for instance. Yeah, the pandemic.
1: Now we have influence. We have yeah, degree of influence. Yeah. Sometimes a tiny bit of influence potential, or a massive amount of influence potential, or anything in between, but not full control. So if we just go back through the sequence again, wherever we are and whatever we're doing, it's our thoughts that create how we feel, mm-hmm. drive what we do, mm-hmm. how we behave, and our reactions. And in a world we don't have full control over, all of that has a massive impact on our outcomes. Yeah. So how things are turning out. So the thing that really hit me all those years ago, in my early studies was that psychology was sort of telling me, certain strands of psychology were telling me, there's a direct link between what I'm doing in my head every second of every day and how my life is turning out. Yeah. That for me was huge.
0: Yeah, I definitely. I didn't just
1: intellectually understand that because most people can intellectually understand it. I got it. Yeah. What I mean by that is The penny dropped and I realized, wow, on the back of losing my mother when I was young, a burning desire to get the most out of life, get the most out of myself, live a life worth living, whatever that means for me. The single most important thing I need to work on as I go through life is my psychology,
0: um, my, yes,
1: my attitude, my mindset yeah. every single day. And that really became the touch paper being lit. The touch paper was lit on a journey probably for the rest of my life of learning yeah. the huge importance of what's going on in my head but also how we can take a lot of those principles from psych- various aspects of psychology, simplify them. I don't mean oversimplify them.
0: Yeah, but no, I know what you mean. Share them
1: with people in a way where, they can, where their, their reaction can be, I get that. Yeah. And to be able to go and do something with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm a massive believer that knowledge for the sake of knowledge is not really that useful, but knowledge that we decide to act upon, yeah. do something with, that's where the magic happens.
0: No, I, I completely agree, and you know I'm a huge believer in. Well, you've just described the thinking cycle, haven't you? Yeah, that's so, the cycle. Yeah, so I'm a huge, huge believer in that too. Um, obviously, as you've already said, there are people that. Um, sorry, we don't have full control over over really over anything in life. We have more control over anything ourselves outside of us. Yeah, than we think. Just, but,
1: sorry, just to that's a great point that you make because that just to clarify that what we believe is we don't have full control over anything or much outside of us
0: yeah it's but it's we a- have
1: more control potentially over ourselves than we realize but the yeah. only way start the starting point is always what's going on in is, your head
0: is, is your thoughts no 100 percent. i just want to play devil's advocate here mm. and just say okay so right you've got let's just make up a person bob We've got Bob. Bob is a very positive person. Um, he's been working really, really hard, um, in life with his job, his family's done everything by the book been, you know, let's, let's say he's a perfect model student. Right. Um, now what if Bob was to come and say, I've just been made redundant. Um, and my wife just left me for another man. Hmm. Now uh, I, I agree with you yes we have you know the whole thinking cycle but you still have people say yeah but I'm doing all those things I'm really positive and bad stuff still happens to me so I just want to ask you what you would say to Bob
1: <laughs> yeah, if, well if i first work with Bob it, it actually is, it his scenario is illustrating probably the points that we're making we don't have full control over everything uh, yeah you know, exactly. we, we our thoughts can be in a very useful let's say a useful or helpful place some people might use the word positive but I try not to use the word positive because of what we're not trying to I don't want people to get the impression that we are saying, if you have pink, fluffy, positive thoughts, your life will be perfect. Yeah, no. I know.
0: It never it's, is. Life about, is not that. Yeah.
1: Perfect. Well, I know that from the age of 12, yeah, quite obviously. Exactly. Stuff happens and we don't, we're not fully in control of a lot of that stuff. But if we can realise probably the most, to put our efforts and energies into our react, how we want to react and respond to stuff. Mm-hmm. So if Bob has been made redundant and his wife has left him, you know, that's awful for Bob, quite obviously. Yeah. Now in his mind, in his head, he could go off to a place which makes his life double worse. Would you agree?
0: A hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Now or and it isn't the fact he should be happy about those things necessarily. Yeah. It's more about okay, what am I now gonna do? Yeah. How do I how do I need to be thinking to get my life back on track? How do I need what does my mindset and attitude need to be if I want to get another job? Mm-hmm. So it's really coming back to whatever happens to us around us in life, we're not in control of all of that. But what's hugely, hugely important, and I learned this so long ago is, and I always, I ask myself this question all the time, how am I gonna to respond to this? Yeah. And I go back a stage first and say, okay, how do I need to be thinking?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What thoughts no, do I have about this?
0: Definitely, and I think there's but there's a common misconception with like positive you know, peak performance mm. mindset and that sometimes people think you can't be sad or you can't be unhappy, or you, mm. you know what I mean? Sometimes people think you can't be that positive about everything. No, you can't. That's true. And one of the things you taught me is there is no such thing as a bad emotion. It's it's not, no. there's nothing wrong with being angry or being sad about, you know, you definitely should be angry and sad about certain things. Like Bob should be angry and sad about his situation, but it's how long you let yourself feel that way yeah. and what you choose to do from it. So you're right. No. He could, Bob could think, what's the point? I've been doing all these great things and life's just crap and mm. wallowing and, and, not getting another job and just being lonely for the rest of his life or he could think okay this situation with work is unfortunate I can either use this this opportunity to try something new or you know step change away from what he's doing or it you know what I mean it could lead to a a positive opportunity and in terms of his wife leaving him he could think well that person is obviously not who I thought they were Mm -hmm. and I would not want to spend my life with somebody who is who would do that to me you know so i i wasn't asking it because i'm challenging you because i don't believe you i just i just i get asked that question when Mm. i'm training people of yeah, but this has happened to me and this has happened to me so there's no not no such thing as a bad emotion it's what you choose to do with it
1: yeah and i think wherever we are and whatever we're doing how are we thinking and feeling at that moment and it is is the way we're thinking feeling helping us or is it hindering us?
0: Mm-hmm. And these
1: these are just some of the things we're going to be exploring on future podcasts and video casts because it's a big subject. Um, lots of people will have a view on it. Obviously, we've got our own view based on some of the things we've learned and what we teach. Um, obviously, we've in twenty two years we've worked with thousands of people all over the world in, with our training and coaching. But through the medium of podcast and video we want to be sharing some of this stuff and this stimulating yeah. content and discussion points with more with more people when they're driving in their cars or other moments when they've got a bit of downtime and they want to listen to the to the sort of subject matter that we're going to be discussing
0: yeah no definitely so obviously today we were just kind of covering intro and our and the importance of thinking um just one other thing i wanted to say just to i guess take what we're this theory and Mm -hmm. and highlight it in a you know applicable way to the world um as in the importance of your thinking so I was explaining to somebody recently about, you know, how important your thoughts are at the the start of your day and being Mm. in a good headspace for how that can affect the rest of your day. Um, So I gave the example of going to a salon, right? And you could have, you know, so let's say one person has just had a huge row with their partner um, or yeah, they've had some bad news and, and then the other person's just had the opposite. They've just had a promotion or they've just got engaged. Those two people are in totally, totally different headspaces. They're going to the same place for the same experience, but they could experience that totally differently based on their situation from the start of the day. So, yeah. you know, what they're thinking about the person doing their treatment might even be oh, that's really annoying because they're in a bad headspace or that's really nice. Um, so, I know that's only a really small example, but I just was trying to highlight to people recently like mm. that. The mood that you're in at the start of your day, and there's nothing wrong with sometimes having a bad mood, but that just how much that translates into everything else that you're going to yeah. do for the day,
1: yeah, yeah. And, yeah. That, and just go back to that great point you made, um, those two people are going to the same place, thinking and feeling quite differently, yeah, because they've had some different news this morning. Mm. Just remember, and this is, this is where it gets really challenging. This subject yeah. for people, and we're going to be stretching minds with this, it's not what's happened to them. It's the way they are now thinking about what's happened mm-hmm. to them. And quite obviously, if they'd had some really bad news, it's appropriate to think in ways where they might feel sad or yeah. devastated. But like you said, do they want to be doing that for the next five weeks? So they're yeah. in their experience the next five weeks. Or is it do they need to let it go for a little while and maybe spend some time thinking about it later? Mm-hmm. It, but it, what, it's whatever we are doing in our head at any one moment creates an emotional cocktail reaction or response that then drives what we do our behaviors and creates some sort of sense of how things are turning out or an outcome ultimately yeah. um but it's a yeah fascinating you know i've been teaching this stuff for a long time yeah i don't get it right every day and some days i'm better than others but it's a bit of a lifetime's work but it's certainly worth working on
0: oh 100 definitely um no i think that's really good so obviously thank you for joining me
1: <laughs> Pleasure. Start of many. Um,
0: yes the start of many so um So we'll be releasing these every two weeks, won't we? Um, And covering very different things from worldly topics, current affairs, different life stage events people might be going through, dealing with certain problems. Um, Yeah, so this was obviously just an intro to get to know us and a little insight to the importance of thinking. So thanks for your time, Dad. Pleasure. Pleasure probably give you a call later
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah. absolutely and uh, right, we'll then. we'll have something else for everybody in a fortnight
0: yeah okay thanks guys
1: thanks.
0: so guys thank you so much for tuning into this episode of what's the matter i hope you enjoyed it and found it useful uh, my dad and i are going to be back again in another two weeks of the new episode but in the meantime stay safe and have a good rest of the week